Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new era of LL Government, the podcast, where we don't talk about wrestling, so there's no timestamp, so, you know, <laughs> for those that don't want don't want to listen to us talk about wrestling, there you go. We're both disgusted with the product, and um, we're not going to talk about it for a while, so if you want your wrestling fix, go elsewhere, because it ain't going to be here. Yeah, it died, also, in, it died in the womb. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm Abdullah, and with me, as always, is Tom. Hey, guys. Um, so yeah, again, spoilers, spoiler, spoilers everywhere, because, um, we're going to be discussing Doctor Who, and, um, there's no way we can discuss this episode without spoiling everything, so if you don't want to be spoiled, then tough shit. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, tough shit. Um... I'm I'm very mixed about this episode. Oh, Doctor Who. Yeah, very mixed. Same here. I really, really, uh, I am really mixed about it. I don't know what to say. To be honest, I'm really like. Uh. I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. It's better than the Christmas special. I'll tell you that right now. But that ain't saying much. <laughs> exactly. Um. So anyway, for those who don't know, Peter Capaldi, new Doctor, this is his first episode, and for... I think the biggest problem I had with this was that it was an hour and 15 minutes long, and I think that they could have just easily shortened this da- down to four, 40, 46 minutes. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think that was my biggest problem with this, because it just dragged on. Yeah, for... I, yeah I felt like it, nothing happened till like near the end of the third act. Yeah, and um, I know, I know, I know, I know that the show is done on a budget, and it's you know not not all the effects are gonna look good, but fuck me, did that dinosaur look horrible? <laughs> I'm sorry. They, that dinosaur accomplished nothing. That dinosaur was just there, and I was just like, hmm, interesting. Um, I I thought the dinosaur was stupid, and I. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this, but I fucking hate Moffat's characters, the the three gang or whatever the fuck they're called. I think they are. Oh, um, lady, what's her name? You know what's funny about that? Um, the the lizard woman and the female human. Um, they can cause some convulsions. Um, have you seen the article about those two? What you know the episode you... they kissed each other. Yeah, that's that's got complaints to Ofcom. Why? <laughs> I don't know. People complained about it was two females kissing each other. If they're married. I know. It's, you know? It's <laughs> you want to know how I know they're married? Because they say it every fucking time they're on screen. Oh, yeah, true. I just thought this episode was all over the place. It just didn't know what it wanted to be. And I felt like they were trying to be careful with bringing Peter Capaldi in. There's like this, like I, I called, I talked, said this already. I think this is a security blanket episode. Basically, saying, no, no, he's still the same doctor. Da, 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 you know, like they were really covering their track more than usual. I, I think the problem is, is like I, I'm not a fan of these types of stories where, again, it, it, you know, regenerated doctor and he spends most of the episode like in a coma or something and. And I just I kind of hate that type of storytelling because I, I know it's not fair to compare the classics to the to the 
current product, but you know, John Pertwee's first episode of the Doctor, he did a lot of shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. just saying. <laughs> like there was no, I'm a new guy. It was just him coming out of the TARDIS. He's stranded on Earth. Deal with it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know, and and here it's like they do the whole thing where he falls into to a deep sleep because his re- regeneration's not complete, and he you know says some stuff and then uh, faints, and it's just I've seen this all before. It's just I've seen uh, it before. I don't care. Blah blah blah. Like I'm sorry. I mean, <clears throat> okay, okay. Peter, great doctor, great, great, fantastic actor. I think he did a great job, and I'm gonna watch more of the season because of him because i think he pulled pulled it off real well he's he was a nice welcome change of pace from the um from uh matt smith's doctor yeah which i'm again i'm not a fan of because i did not like the way he was written and i'm i'm thankful that this for the first time we're getting into a Doctor Who episode written by Moffat that doesn't focus on how great the doctor is as a character they actually made him human in the sense that yeah. he's flawed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I liked. And and I'll, I'll give Moffat credit. Uh, Clara, great great development for her in this episode. I, I like I liked her development more I, than any anyone else in this episode. Clara. Yeah. yeah. I I liked her, but I had some problems with how she was written in some points. Like I will admit, great character development between her and the Doctor. This episode it, it introduced this doctor pretty much spot on. The episode just didn't know what it wanted to be. That was the problem I felt with it. Like it didn't know if it wanted to be this, it didn't know it wanted to be that, because it just throws so many stuff at you. Like the dinosaur, they threw in the that trio of people, they threw in the androids. It's pretty, and also this is a sequel episode to um, Girl in the Fireplace. To be honest. Yeah, if you haven't watched that episode, you're going to be mixed because they don't explain who the clockwork droids are. And if you didn't watch that episode, you're going to be lost. (laughs) Yeah, they do reference it quite a bit. It's like there's some great moments between the Doctor and Clara in this, like the bit in the restaurant slash coffee house. Yeah, that was great because, because, because for the first time ever, we actually get a scene from Moffat where two people sit down and talk like actual fucking adults. Yeah. That was a first. Yeah. And again, <laughs> even when the Doctor's speaking to um, the clockwork um, monster thing, and uh, when he's, when he's pouring pour a brandy sort of thing, brandy whiskey sort of thing, he went, he went I'm going to have to make the hard decision if I have to kill you or not. And I thought, that summed up the Doctor very, very well with his, with, with his monsters and bad guys. Yeah, I mean, he's not like the seventh Doctor who no. just did not care and just murdered everyone he came across. Yeah, he just like, I'm going to sacrifice all my companions and everyone around me so I can destroy the bad guy and get away scot free. Oh, Stephen. And, 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 and I think the most disturbing part of this episode was when the final confrontation, when the when they're talking and, and the android is like, how will you kill me? Because he keeps saying, how will you kill me? Because he wants to die. And I'm like... That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, the android says, it's not in my programming. And the doctor says, well, it's not in my programming, so one of us has got to be lying. Yeah, we both know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the one thing I thought was really established the doctor well was um, the bit in the alley. Wave with the hobo. I the thought that scene went 
I thought that scene went on. Yeah, yeah. It went on a little bit too long, and it came off a bit eerie, didn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like, are you gonna like murder this guy? Because that's what I get the feeling you're gonna do. I'm glad it's there because it got out the whole thing with people basically saying, "Oh, he looks old. He's um, he's angry Scotsman sort of thing," you know, because. Here in the UK, um, he's quite well known for his role of uh, Malcolm Tucker from In the Thick of It and In the Loop. Yeah, and yeah. And I uh, think they just did that scene, just do it for the English fans. No, I think they did that because, and I, and I love their explanation as why he has a Scottish accent, where it's like, well, it's not really a Scottish accent, it's what he talks like now, and and he thinks that everyone else sounds weird compared to him. Yeah. Which I thought it's, was kind of funny. It's, oh my god, a Scottish, I complain about everything. Which is true, the Scots do, do complain about everything. Um, they're never happy. Um, but yeah, I just thought this episode was, it did some really good things, it did some things wrong. Um, I wouldn't say wrong, but just didn't work. Like, I thought the scene when they both um, are in, when they're both trapped inside a machine, and he says, oh, this wouldn't happen if Pom, Pom was here. And I was just like, why the, why was that line there? Yeah, that was, was kind of that was yeah. an unneeded that was an unneeded line. I felt. Yeah, it's like I miss Amy and her long legs, and I'm like, why? <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> again, again, the plot hole within that whole thing. Why don't you just go to New Jersey and just get a cab to to New York? Just saying. <laughs> Like and I'm and I'm tired of the whole regeneration thing. And he's like, I don't remember this. I it seems familiar, but I don't remember. And I'm like, God damn it! I've seen this done so many goddamn times now. I'm tired of it. I really yeah. am. I, I give them credit. At least they they're consistent with it. That's the yeah, only thing yeah. I would say. And I'll give Moffat a lot of credit. He did ranch up the tension when um it looked like he. Uh, the doctor had abandoned Ew. Clara and she got captured. That was pretty intense. Yeah. <coughs> yeah um, oh yeah, definitely. That that really did build up tension. It built up. It built up a lot of things in the episode. I just thought the episode was well done. The characters were well done. I thought Clara was done really well. Um, again, I I still say Clara is my favorite companion since Rose. That's, that's just me. I, I do like Amy Pond. To some extent, when she's written well, but I, Clara's been one of my favorite new companions out of, out of all of them so far. Yeah, I mean, and a lot, and a lot. Of, there was a lot of controversy about her acting like really bitchy, but I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, when someone you know and you spend most of your time with, and you, you know, you kind of fell, fall in love with, dies, and then yeah. they're replaced with someone else. Yeah, you're kind of, you're yeah. kind of act like her, like the way well, she did in this episode. This is the thing that annoys me about that a little bit, is that I don't know who he's saying. She complained about, that's not my doctor, that's not my doctor. Hang on, when, when you're the girl that went through space and time to multiply yourself to be with the doctor in every single timeline known possible, so you know him from in and out. Why, is, yeah. why does this shock you? I mean, and what pisses me off is like, that, that, that that line was only added just to just to put like people at ease or something like for the people yeah. complaining like it was like such a it was such a dig at the people who are complaining about it and I'm like anyone who's actually watched the show and has actually given a shit about the show from the beginning or at least is familiar with the lore knows that they change the fucking actor every 3 years or so yeah 
Yeah. You know, it it it's a new thing and it, it just oh like it's it's I mean, I'm glad that she wasn't like, oh, you regenerated. I'm accepting you now. Like the fucking, what was it, Castro Valva, where the doctor dies in front of them and he regenerates and everyone's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking stupid. There's some really mad things in this episode as well. Um, what, what's, uh, I thought, again, going back to the giant drag, um, go back to the giant dinosaur. Yeah. How. That was a waste of money, wasn't it? Like it's it's kind of dumb because because again you look at some of the makeup effects that they have on here, and it looks good. It looks yeah. good, and then you look at CGI and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like well, why is this here? I would say that the dinosaur did look impressive. I just thought that's such a waste of money. It turned. I thought, okay, at least okay, dinosaur's here. What's it gonna do? Oh, it just dies. That's always the reason why it's there. The only reason why it was there, just to establish how long the um, the aliens have been on that planet. The um, the clockwork aliens. And it's just kind of dumb, because it's like, so you just brought that thing here just to kill it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just there for plot conveniency to sort of sum up how, how long the aliens have been there for. That's the only reason why it's there. And I just thought, you could have conveyed that in such a better way than rather than, you know... God, what else? Um, oh, uh, I, I, you know, you know what's kind of weird about this episode is like it felt like a pilot to a spin-off series for the Three Musketeers or whatever the fuck they're called. You do realize they're trying to get a spin-off show. They're made, right? Yeah, I know, and it, and it's fucking obvious by this episode where they introduce the bumbling, uh, the bumbling police commissioner who works with them, and it's like, how the fuck do you not know what a dinosaur is, you? There's <laughs> some really super stuff in this episode. I'm just like, Jesus. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, it's Victorian London, yet they don't fucking know what a dinosaur is. Yeah, of course, that makes sense. I don't like those. Um, I, I know some people do like the characters. Um, I'm not a huge fan of them. That's the, that's my problem. Well, any original Moffat character I'm not a fan of, to be uh. quite honest. I'm sorry, because here's my problem. I, I applaud him for, you know, doing a lesbian couple. I know it's controversial, especially with a kid's program and it's, and all that, but here's the thing. You gotta, like, make them likable, because the way I see it, like, the green lady is just ab- abusive to her wife, because she treats her like absolute garbage in this episode, and I'm like, you do realize you don't have to take this shit from her, right? You can just stand up t- to yourself. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. dumb. I never understood that. It, it, it's, it's dumb. It it really is. Like, I I get it. I get it. You know, they're gay, they're married, and I swear to God, if they say that we're married one more fucking time, I'll just... Ugh. Well, I think the... I think the other thing, which I felt that the episode... It, it was just fucking stupid. Like, I, I think the whole thing was just kind of dumb. <clears throat> it it really was, and... I don't know, the, that dinosaur just didn't add anything to the plot. But I, I thought the villain was um interesting. Like, for... It was nice to change the pace to, to, you know... 
not have an, an a villain that was that wasn't like a Dalek or something because I'm really getting sick of the Daleks. Speaking of the Daleks, they're going to be back the next episode, which I don't know how I feel about that. I think they're kind of overused, to be quite honest. Have you heard what the synopsis is for that? Is they go inside a Dalek or something? Yeah, it's going to be very similar to um, you know the inside body film thing, antibody. <sighs> you 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 know uh, every single show spoofed it when they have a team of people go inside a human body and try. Yeah, to... I, I fucking hate that sto- type of storyline where it's like we have to shrink down and it's like. Eh. Yeah, it's pretty much that. But inside a dog. Like... <clears throat> oh, but, well, yeah. it's it's just you you kind of knew you were gonna go into a filler episode like sometime or another. But we'll talk about that episode when it comes um, on later. But anyway, to say two quick things, I thought the conversation between the main bad guy and the doctor was brilliant. I like the fact it was ambiguous that if the doctor pushed him or not, and the garden thing with that woman thing was interesting. And, um, yeah, Matt Smith turns up at the end. And you know what pisses me off about that scene? What's up? That this is the scene we should have had in the Christmas special, but it wasn't in that. Again, because security it, blanket. It, because, because, again, this... When he calls her up and he says... It's going to be okay. Why didn't this happen in the fucking Christmas special? You know, because I, I, I fucking hated that speech that he gave at the end of the Christmas special. Where he's like, oh, no, it's going to be okay. You know, I'm going to die, but death is okay. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it fucking isn't. Again, security blanket. They're trying to reassure everyone. And I think that's kind of way too much for that. It's like they could have just. I know. The, the problem, the, the the main problem I have with this episode is that it ch- it's just like you know it's like you said security blanket. They're trying to 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 say everything's okay, everything's okay. When instead of just like going with it, just say just saying, you know, he's a new doctor. Just you know, Deal let's continue it. on from there. You know. I don't know. It was it was it was it was a weird fucking episode, and and like I said, it there is no fucking reason this should be like an hour and a, an, an hour and fifteen minutes. It should have just been like a normal forty-seven minute episode. Yeah, be fair, a lot just didn't happen in the episode until in the third act, near towards the end yeah. of the second act to the third act. Yeah, <laughs> first act was just. Mm. But yeah, that's. Have we got anything else to say on Doctor? Yeah, decent opening. I'll, you know, we're gonna watch more of the more. Um, I'll probably watch more of it because oh, I'm okay. interested. Uh, you know, and and it'll again for those Doctor Who's gonna be replacing wrestling for us. So we're yeah. gonna like open up every um, every new episode from now on with the Doctor Who recap. Yeah, I've got to say I'm really chuffed about Peter Capaldi as the Doctor again. I'm really happy that Clara's in it and. With Peter Capaldi, um, General Coleman with Peter Capaldi work well off each other, so I'm I want to see more with with both of them on the screen. Also, I think the the one that made me barf was it's like where are we? We're in Glasgow. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> oh yeah, I know because he's Scottish. 
He's from Glasgow, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, because he's Scottish. He's Scottish, and Glasgow is the main capital of Scotland. Yep. <laughs> we get it, Moffat. We fucking get it. So, yeah. Um, if you have to give this a rating, what would it be? Uh, I'll give it a three out of five. Okay, I'll probably give it the same. Three out of five. Yeah. So, not good, not bad, just mediocre. Yeah. Anyway, now that's now that's out of the way. Spider Woman controversy. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I can't believe this made the British news. Like I, when he told me this, like when we before we even started recording, it's like it made the British news, and I'm like, okay then. <laughs> now we have to talk about this because I'm more interested in why this made the British news than the actual story itself. Now, <laughs> well, in the news article itself, it talked about. Um, sexualizing women and uh, basically um, being anti-feminist. And it talked about when they did confront the artist about it, they talked about him getting in trouble with Marvel before because of his sexual erotic artwork of female characters. And basically they said that in this day and age it shouldn't be happening, you're supposed to be more equal, rights, this sort of thing. And so it's really disrespectful to, to the female body and so on, etc. And also they described it as the the suit painted onto the woman's body, not an actual costume. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Because, uh, you know, her costume was always, a, you know, you could tell, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I think this whole thing is fucking stupid. I'm like, they knew what they were going to get into when they hired a fucking porn artist to draw their fucking variant cover. Oh, yeah. They, 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 knew, what, they knew what they were getting into, so why is this a shock? Why is this so shocking to people? The thing is, this guy's done virtual covers for Marvel before Full Spider-Woman. It just appears this one, so you've got all the press because of it. You know, it's like... Oh, it's desexualized and whatever. And I'm like, are we still having this fucking argument? I I swear to God, like when the cover for um, Teen Titans one came out with Wonder Woman st- with Wonder Girl standing in like in in plain sight, a lot of people complained about her breast size. And I'm kind of like, how is this sexual? She's just standing there. How the fuck is this sexual? If this is sexual, then Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those scenes when it's like, I can understand why people quote-unquote might get upset by it, but it's one of those scenes that shouldn't be going on in the comic book industry, but it still does, sadly. Also, no one complained about that uh, all-new X-Force comic where we see Gambit uh, naked in, in front of the cover with a woman in bed. <laughs> no one gave a shit about that, right? <laughs> no. I think they, um, I think last time I saw a news article where people got in the media, they talked about um, a female character being exploited in a comic. I think it was Red Hood and the Outlaws with Starfire in the first issue. Which I already talked about how stupid that was, because, you know, again, had you just fucking waited, you would have, you know, seen that she was a very confident woman. And again, like I said, she hit on him, and if anyone's the whore here, it's it's, uh, Roy, because he's like, okay, (laughs) you know, because I'm like... So a woman you've never met before says she wants to sleep with you, and you're like, okay, 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Take me now. <laughs> and again, like I said, like, because again, women have sexual urges as well. Like, it's not, like, can we just stop acting so weird when, you know, a, a woman comes up and hits on a guy? You know, it's it's it happens, you know? They have sexual yeah. urges as well. You know, it's not... It's fucking stupid. It's just so much controversy over nothing. And it's just like... And it's a variant cover. It's not the actual fucking cover, by the way. So that's yeah. just like... I, it's a limited release cover. Yeah, you know, it's not even the main cover. The main cover is actually worse, by the way. Because <laughs> uh, have you seen the, the 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 actual cover for that? Is that the one with, with Spider-Woman with um, that female spider... Thing. Um, silk. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks bad because if you look at if you look at her legs, she doesn't have any. <laughs> oh, like she doesn't. It's supposed to be her jumping up and bending her legs, but you don't see the rest of her legs, so it looks like she's you know a paraplegic. <laughs> and it's just like wow. So the one where she's bending down her butt in the air um, caused a lot of controversy, but her being a paraplegic doesn't. Okay. I think just the fact that the right the the the, the artist who's done it has caused controversy before. He has been criticized for his artwork, and the fact he's an erotic artist. I think that's the only one, the only few reasons why they were like, oh, he's done he's done stuff like this before. We can work on this and make this a news. I'm guessing it was a slow news day. Yeah, how slow was it where this made the news? <laughs> I have fucking no idea. God. <laughs> I can imagine, like, the the news. Uh, journalist beheaded in, in, uh, in uh, Iraq. Spider-Woman comic <laughs> down below. Yeah. Yeah, pop. I wouldn't be surprised. That's just that, that. That's what I find so funny about the story. It's just like uh, the fact that this made news, actual fucking news, and it's just like, wow, <laughs> that must have been a slow fucking news day if this made the, the fucking paper. <laughs> oh god, it was yeah, and I don't yeah. Again, easy target. It happens, but do like. Yeah, it it just it's just one of those things where it's just like you know women comics and on all this other shit and you know a lot of people ca- who don't read comics come in criticize this shit and I'm like hey, do you even know who fucking Spider Woman is? No, you don't. <laughs> no one does. No, she's actually a lot different than a lot of people think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it, you know it's it's stupid. It's and it's it. You know, by the time of this recording, this whole thing would have probably blown over by now because people have been quiet about it recently. So, yeah, eh, you know, shit happens. Definitely. So anyway, moving on. Um, Tom has been playing a new game, and he wants to talk about. <sighs> right. It's called, and it has given get. It's got a lot of viral hype. From the internet, because a, a number of popular let, um, Let's Plays have been on it. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. It's an indie game. It's a point-click survivor horror game. And my God, it's scary as hell. <laughs> have, have, you, have you heard of the concept of it? 
Yeah, it's it's uh, an abandoned uh, Chuck E. Cheese type uh, yeah. place where and you go around at night. Yeah, and <laughs> you play as a character. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the character. You, you do find out the name of the character is at the end of it, but you play as a night watch security guard at this restaurant. This um, what's it called? Freddy Fuzzbear's um, piece of a um, parody of a Chuck E. Cheese sort of thing. And each night you get a voicemail message left by the previous employee explains that about the animatronic characters are able to roam freely around the restaurant at night. <laughs> because they have, they were left off for too long and their um, sort of motors could lock up. The characters are no longer allowed to roam freely during the day. But okay, because, okay, what's happened? Basically, the reason why this restaurant got shut down... You get told this throughout, I think you get told this in the first voice recording, either the first night or the second night. But you get told that um, there's an incident called the Bite of 87, where this um, this killer, this, this serial killer, took five kids around to the back of this restaurant and killed them and stuffed them inside um, Fuzzy Bear's suit. And the restaurant got closed down because of it. And now you're this night watchman. And keep in mind, we work, I worked this out um, once you actually get the paycheck. Um, you're working full four dollars an hour to guard this place, which got possessed animatronics that want to kill you. <laughs> Whatever pays the bills. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so you have to do five nights. Um, you start at twelve a.m. and you have to get to you have to get to six a.m. It's not in real. T- it's 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 a point click survival game. All you are you're sitting in this room, this security room, and you have got these monitors. And you've got a battery life pack. If the if the battery hits zero, and if you not if you are not on the final hour of five a.m., you are fucked. You it, instant <laughs> death. You get killed by fuzzy bear. And you have to conserve your power. Like um, if if like uh, animatronic um, appears um, like on the door, you have to slam the door, and then you have to press the lights a few times to get get them, get the animatronic to go away. You've got a left door and a right door. And you've got, like, these... There's In the whole game, there's... Um, there's one, two, three... There's about five Ogtons, um, animatronics, in the game. And then each night, they ramp up in difficulty. The first night, it's only, it's only literally one of them that will come after you and try to kill you. And once you get through through later in the night, all of them start trying to get you. And um, the one that got me was the one called Foxy. Oh, he's my he's my favorite design out of all of them. I think. Yeah. Well, the theory is he was the reason. It was the one that called the the bite of eighty seven because um, there was two instances they got this place shut down. The bite of seventy seven when when the old tons went haywire and cut off the front lobe of someone's head. And they said it's Foxy. There might be the old ton that did it because this is why it's out of order and everything like that. And the um, and the other old Tom, which is actually the Easter egg one, is called Golden Fuzzy Bear, and he only appears if if you do a series of events correctly, he will appear, and you'll it, basically you see it, and that's it, and your game just shuts down. It doesn't take you back to the main menu. It literally just boots you out of the game. And that's <laughs> Easter egg. I think that's a reference either to Slender or another one. I can't remember what the other reference might be to. 
I think that's a reference to, and don't correct me if I don't, um, it's not true, but there was a, a creepypasta of a Godzilla game where there was this unbeatable monster on this level, and if you, and if you encountered him, it would just shut down and, <laughs> yeah. and boot you out <laughs> with the message, yeah. still the best 80s, 1987, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Well, this is the thing, is that um, all the old Ton works on different patterns. Foxy, on the other hand, doesn't. Um, what you have to do, you um, you might think, oh, I'm not going to use any power. When one of them just turns up at the door, I'm just going to slam the door and everything like that. It doesn't work that way. With Foxy, you have to keep an eye on him on the monitor now and again, because if you don't watch him, and, uh, if you don't watch him enough, he will automatically run to where you are and kill you instantaneously. Jesus. <laughs> so, in that sense, he's the only one who has running animation, so you have to keep going back to Pirate Cove, where he is, and he slowly comes out of the curtain. If he's not there, you shut that bloody damn door. And he's the only one that will bang on the door to get in, as well. And if you're not quick enough to come in, they kill you, that's it, that's the end of the night. And, um, as it says, game and title, um, Five Knife at Foxy's. If you beat all five nights, you unlock two modes. You unlock extremely hard mode, which is the six ninth, which you get paid for overtime. And then you, if you work the final night, which is the seventh knife, which is called custom night, you can set the AI difficulty to any level you want. And I see, <laughs> I only seen two videos of people do this. You can ramp up the difficulty, the AI difficulty, to twenty. And you can beat it, but it is extremely hard to do. And you can get instant death on level 20 for all the, all the people being there. But it's a really well-made game. It's like one of those things where you think less... It basically got less to do with it because... because you play horror games like Versailles Hell and stuff like that, and you get them move around and run away from the, from the, from, from the bad guys and, and the monsters, right? This game, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Silent Hill fan. Yeah, so imagine Silent Hill, but you're stuck in one room. You can't leave the room, but you know they're going to come for you. Yeah, <laughs> you're fucked either way. <laughs> yeah, so in the sense that less is more, in this sense, is where we're trying to put it. And I, just, I don't know, I just played this and I was like, this is really good. I'm. It terrifies the hell out of me when when they do appear on screen and kill you and um, they stuff you inside a fuzzy bear outfit. <laughs> but I um I I'm a YouTuber labeled. I think it's called Mark Pillow. I think his name was. Um, he labeled this as the scariest game in years. I have to agree with that statement. It's terrifying. Because it does a lot of. Because I think my problem with most horror games these days is they, they, they've followed, like, a certain formula, which is, like, you go to an abandoned place and you just walk around and jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Yeah. This but, game... but what you're telling me here, it's, a, it's more psychological horror, which I'm more into that than I yeah. am of just yeah. go here, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare. Yeah. It's, um, it's really creepy. Could these automatons, the best way I can describe it, if we're going by Doctor Who standard, they're like weeping angels in a sense, almost. 
Um, but again, these Autons have ability to... Um, all, all the Autons have special abilities. Like, um, Rabbit One, he... Um, He's the only one when you see him on camera, he will disable the cameras in the room he's in. So you don't know if he's still in the room or not until a lot later on because he will disable the cameras. I know the chicken, um, the chicken one, um, that's the only one that will stare. Um, that's the only one that will go into the, the toilet room and the kitchen room. And the kitchen is the only one you don't have a camera in, but you can hear what's going on in there. And because the kitchen is so close to where you are, you can actually hear if that one's coming or not. Fuzzy Bear, um, that one's kind of weird as well, because that's another one you have to keep an eye on. Because when that one starts moving, you need to keep an eye on him, because he would just he would stare directly in the camera in every single room he's in. And if you don't keep an eye on him, he will move closer to, um, to where you are, and he will give no warning or indication if he's very close to the main room. Hmm. But yeah, um, overall, I recommend anyone who wants to play this game, um, go and buy it. It's on Steam at the moment. It's um, for free ninety nine only. Um, it has a really good concept. Um, it got a led. Um, like I said, the final night is a level editor, so you can change the AI difficulty. You can have a really challenged time with that. And to be honest, when you do beat the um, seventh night, which is the custom night. The editor level night, I like to call it. Um, you unlock a special little Easter egg at the end when um, uh, you want me to tell you what it is. Well, is it uh, what what truly happened at the? Um... No, no, no. It's not that. It's just a little joke sort of thing. You get you you get a card from from the company you're working from. Do you want to know what what it is? What? <laughs> it's basically saying um, it's a um, notice of termination of your job. It said you, you've been terminated from, from your employer work form, um, tempering with the autotoms on site. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that's a very tongue-in-cheek sort of thing to say, considering that um, you you technically did <laughs> um, play around the autotoms um, AI difficulty. I thought that was a very funny little thing to do. <laughs> I thought that was a very little tongue-in-cheek thing. But the thing is, you don't find out that much about it, but you you look around within the game and listen to the voicemails you get you do get an understanding of what's going on and why this place is where it is you only find out half the story um you get half the story for the voice calling and you only get the half the other half of the story if you look for within inside the level itself because there's little newspaper clippings hang around um on the actual site or notices which you can actually find and read for yourself so you have to go and look for them what i'm trying to say which, why would you do that when you're trying your best to, to, you know, stay alive from these fucking monsters who are trying to kill you? I know, exactly, right? <laughs> but, I, I, again, very good game. I feel that it's very well done. Um, I recommend anyone who likes survival horror, so again, go and pick this up. This game is very psychological, and I will agree with that one YouTuber I've mentioned. Is the scary one, is the... Scariest game in years I have played. <laughs> well, you know that that's that says a lot. I think because, yeah. um, but like I said, like I'm glad that they that we're getting more horror games that take a different direction than this than the Slenders and the Amnesias of the world. You know. Yeah, definitely. Like they're 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 trying something new for once, which you know I appreciate. I appreciate them trying something new. 
and and this I I think this inspired like a lot of fan art I've seen of this. Ooh. More 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 so than any other game recently. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen some of the fan art, and I've like really, you really really to make a fan art of that chicken that chicken animatronic one in that manner. <laughs> My God, <laughs> the, the the old toms are scary. They are scary looking. That's the thing. So yeah, I'm, they're good. They're they're good. I I I've seen some of the fan art myself, and the fan art looks pretty good. Because it's it's you know it's a hit when um, a lot of people uh, draw fan art of it and it pops up like on on DeviantArt daily now. <laughs> this one, I mean, it's 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 one of those things that the the game itself is done well. It's it's done well. It got some really cool cat monsters designs and you. It's a really cool premise and it plays well. I would have been surprised if they make us. I, I, I don't want them to, but. I wouldn't mind them doing a sequel to this or expand upon it and try to explore it. But again, I don't know how, how you're going to do that because the the way they've done it in the sense that what they've done it now, it's like it's enough to uh, make a good horror game. Well, I mean, if it gets popular enough, it'll probably like end up on PSN or, or Xbox Live or something like that. You know, ex- expands to um, outside of PC. And yeah. To, to, and it'll probably happen if they want to get like a yeah. um, if you they want to get the console audience on on board with this. So you know, I, they need they need they need a port for this for the console because this game will sell well. This game has gone viral. This game has gone viral, and it needs a console port for it. It's a crime not to have one. It's gonna happen. I, I see this going going on the lines of Minecraft where. Minecraft became real popular for the PC, and then, like, uh, I think uh, two years later, or I think a year later, we got, like, console versions of that, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, the first console version being um, Xbox 361. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, like, because, and if you've been following, like, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Network, you know that they're pushing a lot for indie stuff, so yeah. it's probably going to end up there, Yeah, probably. Yeah, for anyone who wants to play this game, um, go to Steam. You can download it for the PC. Um, there isn't a Mac version, so I, I had to use something called Crossplay to be able to play this. It's only three ninety nine on the market. Um, watch the trailer for it to get an idea what it's about. Um, but yeah, it's a very enjoyable game, and it will scare the living hell out of you. <laughs> and... Um... Speaking of video games, uh, now that we're mentioning it, I just uh, remembered something. Um, have you heard that the, the sequel to Tomb Raider is going to be like a Xbox One exclusive now? <laughs> I, I've heard that, but I guarantee that that's going to turn up on PC and PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 eventually. It's, it's only going to be for a limited time. I can't see. Yeah, that it, it's 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 limited because again, the the here's the problem with like current consoles is like. They're not that different graphically. No. So what, what what these companies are doing now, it's like they're going to these developers saying, "We'll give you this if you make our if you like make our edition have like exclusive gameplay or something like that." And they're you know, uh, Microsoft went to went to Crystal Dynamics first, and they're like, you know, can you give us like limited exclusive uh, exclusive uh, rights to the game? You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. For a limited time, and you know it fucking happens now. This is the console generation we live in, and even what was it? I think yeah, what was it? Uh, Batman, 
uh, the first uh, Arkham Asylum, they um, they had the play as the Joker thing yeah. that was exclusive to the PlayStation 3. So, you know, stuff like that happens, and I don't know why people are, like, making a big deal out of it, because, again, this is, a, this is the world we live in now, yeah. where... It, where it's it, where if you if you want a if you want a game and if you want like exclusive content you have to like buy one console well, to get it. Well, look at kind of sad. well look at uh, Microsoft when Grand Theft Auto Five uh, no not Five Four came out. You remember they got all the exclusivity way before everyone else. Oh yeah, they got the Lost in the Damned and the Ballad of Gay Tony. Yeah. I think that didn't come out. I think that didn't come out until like um, a year later. Yeah, to 2010 on the PS3, and I'm like, who gives a shit at this point about that? Yeah, <laughs> that's I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't end up getting Grand Theft Auto Five, um, yeah, four that time around, because I, I didn't play any of Grand Theft Auto Four. I just didn't. I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm just gonna skip this one. I can't be asked with this. It it's it was one of those games where it just drags on and on and on. It's like forty hours long, and I'm kind of like, fuck it. I, I don't I don't have time yeah. to waste my life playing this. I, I've been told it took itself way too seriously. Oh God, yes. <laughs> that was and that's the reason why I prefer um, that year they brought out um, Saint Road three or four. Was it three? Uh, what was it uh, the during um f- uh, during four when when four came out? Yeah, four. They brought out the Saint Row game, which went the complete opposite way to Grand Theft. Oh, so that was, that was Saints Row two. That was Saints Row two. You sure? Yeah, Saints Row two came out uh, during four. You sure it wasn't three? No, three came out in twenty eleven. Um, which one was free? Because free was the okay, right? Five was the one with the president when you became president. No, that was States. four. Four was um, the president. Three was the um, uh, three was the uh, with the one with Burt Reynolds and the zombies and the dildos and all that crap. Yeah. And 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 two was the Grand Theft Auto one. Yeah, that would mean I thought. Okay then. I again. I thought Grand Theft. For, for a while, when Saint, when that came out, I thought you know, Saint Rogue had the upper hand on Grand Theft Auto during that period, especially when the DLC and the um, main game came out. You know. You know, it's kind of weird. Like what I've been playing recently that I think that is just didn't get the love, the main love it deserved. What's that? Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, I, I think that. I think that's a oh, that was a really fun game, and I'm, yeah. I'm shocked that that didn't get get um, as much hype as like some some like that that piece of crap Watch Dogs did. Yeah. I think that was a very much of a sleeper hit, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I played it again recently, and I'm like, wow, I forgot. I literally forgot how good this game is. Like, oh wow. <laughs> like you know, and you compare it to something like. Um, Compare it to something like what was it, Watch Dogs, where it tried so fucking hard to be like GTA, and it's like, oh, we're gonna be better than GTA. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, random question: Do you think that this that this is gonna be like um, like do you think that that um op- that uh, outside of GTA, a lot of other open world games aren't gonna sell as well? It's hard to judge because 
open world games, it depends on what you do in the open world. It's it's a mix. It's it's a mixed bag. You don't know. Um, it we're in one of those markets when players do want more, but at the same time they want something they are familiar with and they know which is good. Mm. Uh, that's the problem with this 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 day and age with video games. Um, I think it's just something that is good, but if it's done if it's done right, it's done well. If it's done wrong, it could be horribly horribly wrong. <laughs> Watchdogs. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm sorry, I'll never get over that. That game had so much fucking potential. I just wasted it. Wasted it. Yeah. But again, I, I just feel that, you know, it, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. That, uh, open world games, they've done right, and the open world's enjoyable enough to play through. You don't mind traveling through the open world. I think that shows a sign that it is a good game. If you can make people enjoy themselves traveling through the open world in the sandbox world. Yeah. I mean, I, that's why I love, um, what was it, Sleeping Dogs so much, because it, it it makes you feel like you've been to Hong Kong, you know? Yeah. It made it different. Mm-hmm. They actually made it a lot more different. They actually studied the city, and it was interesting. It was interesting being in, in that culture and that mindset and in, 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 in um, all that influence, mm-hmm. and how different it was compared to, like, America, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or what was it? Um, not not New York and not L.A. and uh, in Chicago, G- in in GTA, <laughs> where it's like, oh, this is like Los Santos, but it's but it's L.A. It's obviously L.A. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, overall, I got no complaints with with uh, open world games. I just hope if they're done right, you know, there you go. Well, what do you think? What did you think of Five? Oh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, I liked. I liked it. I really liked it. I thought it was good, um, entertaining. I enjoyed it. it. It's one of my favorite Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto games. Because this, this this is the thing with me. The last Grand Theft Auto game I enjoyed before Five was um, San. It was San Andreas. I think that was the best one. Yeah, that's um, argu- that is arguably one of the best one. I I don't know. Me personally, I I played San Andreas again recently, and I prefer Five. But yeah, again, I think the reason why I prefer Five so much on the San Andreas is because um, I prefer the characters more in Five than I did in San Andreas. But I think that's the one. Of the, I, I know that's kind of a stupid reason why to like a game over better than the other one. But you know, CJ was just not an interesting character. He was just a, he was so bland. Now looking back on his character, um, yeah. Just, uh, okay. Well, how did you feel about Vice City? Because Vice City, I think that uh, was the. <laughs> you didn't like Vice City. I, I like. Well, I did like Vice City. I just, I. It had some very annoying missions. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you, I'm not. You, you, yeah. you tell me you didn't. You didn't get frustrated every single time. You have to go and rescue that that guy from the dumpster place, or when you have to just you have to control that mini helicopter to destroy oh, that. Oh fuck tower. that. Oh, that helicopter. Oh, Jesus Christ, that was awful. Yeah. That was god-awful. I, I, I like Vice. I like Vice, but it had some really, really stupid... It had some really difficult missions. Yeah, I mean, I liked the setting in Vice, and I thought the characters were a little better, but the missions were just fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, had they just... You know, had they just made Vice San Andreas and San Andreas Vice, that could have, you know been better but i don't know it's it's 
and it's kind of weird. Yeah, and then I didn't enjoy Liberty City Stories or um, what's the other? Yeah, and I didn't yeah. enjoy Vice City Stories either. The, the, fuck those spin-off games. Those spin-off games are fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, I didn't... Like, because uh, they were literally just, like, re- rehashes of those games, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, why bother? Why the fuck are you bothering with this? And and th- and 3 was horrible. I think Grand Theft Auto 3 is, like, the worst one out of all of them. Exactly. Because it was just... Ugh. <laughs> uh... You know, kids growing up today, their their first Grand Theft Auto was going to be four, five, but with us, we grew up. I mean, I grew up in like two thousand, like two. Me with two thousand one, I I grew up with fucking what was three. it? In three and I, God damn, that was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, I play. Yeah, I play Grand Theft Auto three, and I, I even played the Grand Theft Auto games before that because the funny thing with Grand Theft Auto, what people don't realize, it originally made by the British Rockstar Studio. Oh yeah, it was a British setting. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, because we did have cause there was Grand Theft Auto One, then there was Grand Theft Auto um, London, which was set during the sixties, and then there was an expansion which was set during the late sixties, early seventies, I think it was, and then they did um, what was the other one? And then they did Grand Theft Auto Two, and then it, it really got its popularity when three came out. Because I think three was the first one that um, went into a, went went over to the Americans, right? It's the first proper one that went over to the Americans, and the Americans really liked it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of miss the old uh, Grand Theft Auto where you run around and burp, burped and farted all over the place. I yeah. thought that was kind of funny. Well, I don't they, know why they took that out. <laughs> well, they did. Um, what, what was it? They did uh, brought back that top view style from Chinatown into it. I, I never liked that. No, I, I thought that was kind of annoying. I never played Chinatown, but I'm told they went back to the traditional Grand Theft Auto game style. But yeah, just overall, I think Grand Theft Auto is a good series. It's if 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 the games are done right, and Rockstar have a very good track record of making good product games. I felt. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nine times out of ten. I said I said they have a good track record. I'm not saying it's perfect. God, what was what was that race? What was that shitty racing game they made a couple of years ago? That was oh, fucking that was, terrible. Yeah, didn't they bring out like a DJ sort of game recently as well? That wasn't too good. Oh. And then then um, I, I like Elway Noir, but then you could tell when the studio was making that when it went all batshit insane, and you knew when Rockstar stepped in and had to take over the project. I, that game looks kind of weird now, looking back at it, because what they did was they animated the faces, yet the bodies look kind of weird. <laughs> so you have like mean, the game, l- yeah. like because you have like realistic human faces on like wooden, uncanny valley bodies. It just looks weird. <laughs> so I mean, I love no, no. I again, I I love what they did in that game. I just felt you know. What they did was weird, you know? <laughs> You're lying about the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Just, what the fuck? Uh, and every time he, and every time you pick lie, the guy loses his shit and just starts yelling and screaming. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, calm down, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was just, it was a weird thing, and it just, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> Uncanny Valley. And of course, Red Dead. I fucking love Red Dead. Red Dead, I think, was I think their best game that they came out with. I think from that era. So you know, love them or hate them. I think they're yeah. you know Rockstar. Rockstar is a good company. I think. Yeah, it's always been a good company with liable games, and they they they've been the main center of controversy within the video game industry for years now. But you know that that that's Rockstar. It's it, it's expected for them, you know. I mean, and you can just have them come out and say, "Yeah, we know it's going to cause controversy, but you know what? We're going to fucking make money because yeah. you're going to buy it anyway." <laughs> well, well, again, that scene in I've never cringed as much as I did. In a rock in a Grand Theft Auto game until Grand Theft Auto Five with the torture scene. <laughs> that was a cringe, cringy doing that. What more cr- cringeworthy than the Clementine scene in in Episode One where she cuts her arm and you have to stitch oh, it back no. there? <laughs> oh, that was yeah. That came out, that both of them came out around about the same time. So I was like. Jesus Christ, there's going to be any more video games I can play this year that's going to make me cringe. <laughs> oh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> this woman is bitten. What do you do? Do you cut off the arm or do you, do you, do you, hit, do you kill the zombie? Well, cut off the arm, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I, I need to play the final episode of that. Which I'm, I'm saying this because uh, hopefully Sunday we're going to do a, do a discussion on Walking Dead and... It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, because literally at the time of this recording, it will, the UK have only just now got the um, got the update so we can download the recent episode. And by the time of this recording now, where I am at, it's almost 10 o'clock, and we only just got it. <laughs> wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So we're in charge of getting these games out on the PSN network. But fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go down my system. No, I mean PSN sucks. I I, I don't. It takes for fucking ever to 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 update, and when it downloads, it downloads really fucking slowly. It annoys me because uh, my brother got a PlayStation Four, and I seen the download rate on his one and the speed and the quickness of it. It's bloody fast. Well, it has to be fast because they 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 download like one gigabyte worth of patches now, so yeah, you know yeah, it has to be fast. <laughs> yeah, it's really fast on his PlayStation. <laughs> but on my PlayStation Three, keep in mind I still got the original. Um, what's it? I have how like the vacuum cleaner um, sound PlayStation Three model, so we can it on both. That right? So. Yeah, I, I got that PlayStation. It's I mean, cool. I have I have like the super slim one, and even that's slow as shit. And I'm kind of like, Christ! I mean, with all the updates you guys do to the PlayStation Four, why can't the PlayStation Network on PS3 become be fast as that? Because you know, I want to download stuff like Spy uh, Counter Spy, but it's like three gigabytes, and I'm like, I'm not waiting for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, knowing how slow your fucking shit is. Ugh. Yeah. Have we got anything else to talk about? No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I just wanted to end it on a rant on fucking PlayStation Network. 
because it's a piece of shit. So um, anyway, hope you I hope you enjoyed the uh, this episode, and we'll be back hopefully Sunday with um, Walking Dead. So uh, see you all next week uh, Sunday. Bye. <laughs>